Hello, my friends. Well, I already have a bonus episode for you. (laughs) Episode six needed some extra love because I had enough people interested in learning more about meditation that I figured I would go ahead and do another episode where we really dive into how to meditate and what is meditation and overcoming the obstacles to meditation. I really want to be able to dive into some other things for next week. So this episode is a bonus for you because I love you. So without further ado, let's get started. Hey there, I'm Valerie Friedlander, Certified Life Business Alignment Coach, and this is Unlimited. This podcast bridges the individual and the societal, scientific and spiritual, positive and negative, nerdy and no, there's just a lot of nerdy. (laughs) Come on board and let's unlock a life that's as badass as you are. Enough of you really wanted me to talk more about meditation, so that's what we're going to do today. Meditation is something that I have a long time of experience with in different ways of approaching it, and I want to highlight here that there are a variety of ways to quote-unquote successfully meditate. Ultimately, meditation is about quieting your brain and getting present in the moment. And what works for some doesn't work for others. What works for others doesn't work for some. Yeah, that worked. Um, (laughs) My history with meditation ties back to being raised as a Quaker in the Religious Society of Friends. Part of the practice in Quakerism at least in an unprogrammed friends meeting, which I'm not going to go too far into details. If you're super curious, you can always Google. But it's sitting in silence and listening. And that it feels or seems to a lot of people like corporate meditation, which it's a little bit different. But in some ways, the process is the same. So I have been engaged in that process of quieting the brain for a very long time. And one of the things that I've learned from that is that there are always times where it is difficult. No matter how much experience you have with meditation, there are times when it's very hard to quiet your brain. And that's okay. As I've mentioned before, Giving yourself grace and knowing that it's okay if it's not coming easily and if you might know better or you've learned all the things or you've done it before even and somehow it is harder this time, that it's okay. That happens. And to maybe notice what's going on and what made the difference, just like you would notice when it goes really well and take that time to go, what helped me do this? One of the things that I learned to do was to give myself a little bit of space before going to meeting for worship to calm my brain, to maybe sing some calming songs that help me center, something to bring me into the moment. And those are the kinds of things that will help move you into more of a meditative practice. In a perfect world, meditation is when you are sitting and 
being. You are not asleep, but your brain is essentially at rest and the thoughts and things happening around you just kind of move through you and around you and you are. It's not something that we sustain in our life, but something that sustains us, I would say. Two obstacles that I hear a lot from people when they talk about challenges with meditation. One is trying to make the time. It's very hard to make the time to meditate. As I've mentioned before, if you feel uncomfortable meditating, if it is something that is new to you, or you are out of practice with it, or anything about it feels uncomfortable, it's going to be harder to do. That's just a natural reaction to something that's uncomfortable. We tend to pull away from it. We are creatures of habit. We like things that are familiar and that fit within our norm, even if we know that the best things lie outside of our comfort zone. So deciding that it's important and intentionally creating space for it is really key. Designating time, letting the people in your life know this is the time that I will be doing this thing. It can be really helpful to have support and encouragement from other people. Now, if you have kids, taking time is not necessarily the easiest thing to do, and they won't necessarily honor it right away. They might throw a fit. There might be tantrums and tears. I've definitely received those things. But they will notice the difference when you have created a habit that supports yourself. It's hard to initially make space for things that support you because a lot of times the people in your life won't get the reason. Maybe intellectually if they're old enough, but not necessarily practically. For example, I had a client who would go to group gatherings And she found them really rejuvenating. But when she started dating somebody new, that person didn't really understand why this was so necessary. But over time, when my client wouldn't go, their partner noticed a difference and actually would then go, um... So have you been in a while? Like, how's that going? (laughs) So people do notice. I know my sister and I used to actually tell my mom to go to your closet because she had a meditation room set up in her walk-in closet. Like, you need to go to your closet now. I take mommy timeouts. It's essentially the same thing. When you let people know ahead of time and you set expectations, that can be a lot more supportive than trying to sneak time when you feel like you can get it. I don't know about you, but like anytime I'm going to try and do something and just like, oh, the kids are busy, I'm going to go do something for myself or whatever. It's like, that's exactly when they start needing things. I don't know what it is. It's like a radar. Oh, mommy's attention is somewhere else. Then I must get it back. I don't know what that is, but it's definitely a thing. So when you have let them know ahead of time, whether they like it or not, you've set an expectation. Same with a spouse or anyone that you are living with 
Or even if you're not with anybody, but you know, you get a, an accountability partner so that you know that somebody has an expectation that you're going to do a thing. That's one of the benefits with accountability is that even if they're not constantly checking on you, you know, they know that you said you would do the thing. So sometimes that gives that additional push to actually do the thing that you said you were going to do. All right. So you know why you're doing it. You set a specific time and it doesn't have to stay that time. You can change that time. But when you set a specific time and set an amount of time that you're going to experiment with it being at that specific time, so you actually have data to look at and go, what worked, what didn't. It's just like if I were to stare at my stats from this podcast right now when I'm only a few episodes in, that would not be helpful to me because I don't have enough data to be able to say, yes, this is going well at all. All I know is that I'm enjoying it. And that's what's really important right now. And then I can look and see, well, is it serving my business? Is this actually worth the time that I'm putting in? Those are the things that you come back to when you set a time to check in. Having periods where you are checking in, having periods where you're intentionally resting, like all of this is intentionality, right? But it helps you actually follow through. Okay, so the other one that people come to me around is it's hard to settle. Like I said a little bit earlier, it's normal to have something that you are new at or even out of practice with be difficult. So whether it's meditation or a change in eating habits or an exercise routine or time that you're going to sit down and work on your business or whatever, if you're out of practice or you haven't done it before, it is naturally going to be harder. I want to reaffirm you can do hard things. And there's your affirmation for today. (laughs) Here are a few things that you can do to support yourself calming your brain and getting into some sort of meditative practice. When you are sitting quietly, if your brain is busy, one of the simplest things that I find helpful is noticing the thoughts that are coming through and thanking them for being there and then letting them go. So instead of allowing yourself to get caught up in a thought that comes up when you're sitting and working on meditating, it's okay if your brain doesn't just shut off It's not going to do that. But noticing the thought and saying, thank you, you can go now. And then when it comes back or a new one comes back, thank you. Thank you for visiting. You can go now. So it's like inviting it to move through. Another thing is having a mantra to repeat over and over again. That can be helpful. Looking at something. I love some of the tools for kids meditation. Totally use the kid tools. The kid tools are awesome. There's one that's like a jar, a glitter jar that I've used before. We made them for a birthday party. You make this glitter jar and then you shake it up and you watch the glitter slowly settle and imagine your mind slowly settling along with the glitter. So sometimes having that place to direct your brain focus can help. Also, listening to the sounds around you, taking the outside in and kind of noticing almost like this funnel of listening outside to the noises that you hear external to you, like cars, birds, kids playing, kids beating each other up, because <laughs> that's what mine would probably decide to do when I was trying to meditate. But you know, 
taking those sounds in and just continuing to breathe and then turning into the inner sounds and noticing the sound of your breathing, noticing the sound of your heartbeat, noticing any noises that you have, your knee creaking. I don't know, because we're getting old here. (laughs) Just noticing those inside sounds. And then going deeper than that into your inside sounds, like listening to the next level. And I'm not sure I have words for that, really. But when you imagine it like a funnel of outside to physical to being, that process of moving inward can help. Noticing all the things around you. One of the the things that can be really helpful when you're stressed out, especially if you've had trauma and so breathing, like deep breathing work, you're not ready for because of whatever is going on. I know I have one client who uh, had some trauma around breathing. And of course, we have COVID happening right now. And that's a breathing thing. So if you have trauma around that, doing deep breathing exercises without support can be problematic. So doing one of those like noticing five things you can see, noticing four things you can hear, noticing three things you can smell, two things you can touch, one thing you can taste can actually be meditative. And even just the amount of time that you take to do that is a form of meditation. That process of centering in the present moment can be very meditative. Sticking your feet in the grass and just taking a moment to imagine the earth and the energy of the earth coming up through your feet and filling your body breath by breath, moving up from the bottoms of your feet to the top of your head and then pouring out the top of your head can be incredibly meditative. So it doesn't have to be like a really long meditation. If you are new to meditation, five minutes is a great place to start. Just taking those few moments. And even if you're not new to meditation, but this is something that you want to cultivate in your life in more ways than just the times that you meditate. It's like giving yourself breaks to take a deep breath in, to notice where you are, to come out of your head space and into your being space. Some of those things are great practices to help you do that. Any kind of body scan, another one that I've done with kids before is uh, instead of just imagining energy moving up through your body, tensing your body, tensing muscles. So like squeezing your feet and then relaxing them, squeezing your calves, then relaxing them, your thighs, and then relaxing them and just moving that squeeze and release all the way up through your body. Taking that time to move through the body and connect to your body can be really important. Now, if you struggle with being in your body, that can be really difficult. And that might not be the way to go at first. There might be other work to do before you do work of being in your body. So it might just be getting in the present moment and noticing the things around you, and noticing anything that is now. It could also be touching something or an activity, coloring a mandala, even just coloring in general, is a lovely meditative practice that you can do. Being with an animal, if you have a dog or a cat, and just giving intentional time to petting your animal can be really meditative. Again, it's anything 
that pulls you to a being space rather than a thinking and going and doing space. I had a client who was struggling with meditation and we ended up coming up with her going to a mall because she loved to people watch. And so just watching people move through the mall and noticing the things that were happening in that present moment in the mall, that was something that she found meditative. So meditation can happen at any time. The more familiar you are with it, the easier it is to get into that space. But creating that connection with the present moment with you now is always available to you whenever you want. And the more work that you do to intentionally create that space at specific times, the more access you will have to it at other times, especially when you may be in more of a tense moment. It was certainly helpful for me when I was giving birth (laughs) to have that experience of letting go and just being present with what was going on. So it doesn't necessarily matter if there's noise happening around you or you don't have to be in a 100% quiet space or you know, in a vacuum. Being in the now can happen wherever, whenever you choose. So the most important thing I'm going to come back around to, and I've said this before, and I will say it again, is not to judge yourself when you are working on cultivating any kind of practice, not to beat yourself up or judge yourself for it not looking a particular way. As I said, even someone like myself who has almost a lifetime of experience with meditation, I still have times that I struggle with quieting my brain. So let the judgment go. And it may show up just like any thought may show up. It may pop up and be like, what are you doing? You can't do this. Why are you even bothering? It's okay. That's when you go back to that. Thank the thought and say, you can go now. Thank you for coming. Thank you for your opinion. I choose to believe something different. You can go now. (laughs) It's actually some of the tools that I use when it comes to the inner critic is thank you for sharing. That wasn't a very nice way of saying that. Let's try that differently. I am having a hard time with this. Hey, that's okay. You're allowed to have a hard time with this. You are human. I don't know if you can tell, but I um, I talk to myself sometimes. I think it would be hard to have a podcast if you weren't someone who talked to yourself, at least not like a podcast where you're talking to yourself, like maybe an interview podcast you could do, but not like what I'm doing right now, which is talking to myself and creating dialogues with myself. And this is why I need to have a podcast because otherwise I sound like a crazy person. <laughs> and that was very judgy of me. Anyway, it's a process and you are exactly where you need to be right now, wherever you are with that process. And the most important thing is that you make a decision and you try. And if you don't want to try, hey, that's okay too. But you probably wouldn't have listened to this entire podcast. So here's to trying, to putting in effort, to creating space for yourself to do something new, and allowing yourself to do it imperfectly, allowing yourself to be human and know that 
you will improve and it will get easier and then it will get harder and then it will get easier. And that's kind of like parenthood, right? (laughs) If you would like more support with learning how to meditate or finding something that works for you or changing any habits that aren't serving you well, that's what I'm here for. I help people shift patterns that aren't serving them into ones that do so that they can enjoy life more and make a greater impact in the world. You know, be more productive and have more fun. So if that's something that's of interest to you, then definitely grab a spot in my calendar for a free exploration call. And I will talk to you all next episode. Thanks for listening. I so appreciate you being here. If you got something out of today's episode, please share it. Leave me a review, take a screenshot and post it on social with a shout out to me. Send it to a friend or, you know, all of the above. Want to hang out more? Join me on Instagram. Or better yet, get on my mailing list to make sure you don't miss out on anything. And remember, your possibilities are as unlimited as you are. Allow yourself to shine, my friend. The world needs your light. See you next time.